Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting the like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too, or really does help out the channel. I can never express that enough. Thank you so much, and let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account who says, I, 23 female, am days away from giving birth and my 37 male boyfriend just decided to tell me that he can't be at the birth because he's married. So first off, I know the age gap probably should have been a red flag, but I was stupid. We've been together for two years, but he lives in a different city. When I got pregnant, he said he was going to move to my city and we would move in together. He just needed to finalize some things with his ex-wife. He told me he was divorced when we met and I never had any reason to question it. I knew that he had two kids with her as well. He told me the truth about that, just not that he wasn't divorced or even separated. So fast forward, I'm 39 weeks and he suddenly got uncommunicative, which is less than ideal when you're literally about to give birth. Bear in mind that he was supposed to have been fully moved in here a month ago, blamed COVID. Today, I found out that I'm I'm going to be induced on Monday unless baby decides to come out over the weekend. So I contacted him and I was like, okay, what's going on? And that's when he told me that he isn't actually separated or divorced. He never told his wife about anything and now he felt like he was backed into a corner. I don't feel sorry for him for that because that's his own fault. But obviously, literally four days before giving birth isn't the time you want to get this news and I have no idea what to do now. Tell him to go fuck off, obviously, but what else? I feel like, I mean, I can take care of the baby, but I was preparing to have a partner to take care of it with me, you know? I don't even know what I'm asking for in terms of advice, but any advice for moving forward and handling this is appreciated. Edit. Thank you all. It seems like getting legal help is priority number one. I'm just in shock right now. Like, I almost feel numb. But I really appreciate everyone here for your help. I was really happy and looking forward to baby and I just feel really sad right now. So I just need a breather. Everything is ready for the baby and I'm excited to meet them. But Jesus. Edit 2. In addition to all kinds of weird comments I'm getting, all kinds of weird PMs. So I think I need to just take a deep breath, walk away, mindlessly binge watch something stupid for a while and cry my face off tonight. I call around to a few family lawyers in my area and the advice I got from posting here has been absolutely brilliant. But I'm running out of the sass slash steam to deal with anything else that's happening here. So I'm just going to check out. I'm going to leave the legal business to the lawyers. Pray that he didn't give me false information and that I can actually find him and try to remember how much I was looking forward to being a mum before all of this happened. I don't really care if people think it's fake or whatever because I gained exactly nothing aside from the advice that I needed from making this post and I gained exactly nothing from arguing. To everyone who shared their stories with me, thank you, thank you so much. 
You feel like the dumbest fucking person in the world when this happens to you, and knowing it happens to people all the time is a weird comfort, even if you wouldn't wish it on anybody. I don't think of myself as a trashy or generally stupid person, just a person who was blinded by love and naivety and has learned a really hard lesson a really hard way. I doubt anything of monumental concern will happen between now and my Monday induction, but once baby is here, I'll try to come back and let people know what's happening. Then OP replied to some comments. In response to a commenter criticizing OP for not realizing that she could be the other woman and asking why OP didn't demand to see the divorce papers, OP replied, I would have the depth of detail he went into about his fake divorce was kind of insane. He didn't leave me any room to question it and because everything he said seemed so solid and he's not active on any social media or anything that I felt secure. Short of asking for his divorce papers, it really did seem like he was divorced. In retrospect, I probably shouldn't have dated him anyway, but hindsight is a bitch. In response to a commenter asking if Opie had ever been to the boyfriend's place of residence, then says he had an apartment. I get the feeling that I wasn't the first person he tried this on told me his ex-wife had full custody, blah, 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 blah. Typical shady story I should have seen through. He was really good at making it all sound realistic. He came to my city for work frequently, so a lot of the time we were here, but he really had all his bases covered. In response to a commenter asking if Opie ever met the boyfriend's other two kids, then says, yep, I never once met them. I realize how this is something I should have seen as a red flag. I think I'm a pretty smart person, but let me tell you, this made me feel like a huge idiot. And then in response to a commenter wanting to know how OP could be with someone who lives out of state for this long and then says he doesn't live out of state. He lives in a different city in the same state, around an hour away. He came here lots for work, but it's not uncommon for people to live there and work here. You know, there was a couple of comments in there and one that OP mentioned about having to see the boyfriend's divorce papers. Is, is that a normal thing to do? I couldn't imagine doing that. You know, you just got with someone who recently got divorced and saying, I'd like to see your divorce papers. Maybe I'm totally wrong there, but it just doesn't seem like a, a normal thing to do. I think I would trust someone if they said that they were divorced, but hey, I could be an idiot. <laughs> and it sounded like OP got all the information that they needed, especially the legal aspect of things if they can track down this person. But one absolutely scary situation to be in. You know, you got pregnant with this person, you're just about to give birth and suddenly this person could potentially be ghosting you. They told you they are still married, they still have a partner and there is the opportunity that they may be able to just disappear off the face of the earth like you can't track them down. You know, pregnancy is a hugely scary time and you think that you're with someone who's going to support you through it and, and maybe your future partner going forward to tackle this one together. But then you find out that no, it's, it's been all lies the whole time. Absolutely terrifying. And I'm hoping, I don't know what we could get that's positive, but I'm hoping we get something positive out of the update. So let's head on over there to see what happens next. First things first. I had my healthy baby girl on Monday evening. We were discharged shortly after birth due to COVID, so I've been trying to adjust to everything. Her birth was a dream and I never want to do it again, lol. Second, I talked to his wife for over an hour yesterday. I guess he decided to tell her. She wasn't mad at me, thank God. She had her suspicions but was trying to trust her husband, which I understand. She was so nice, honestly, and even though she isn't angry at me, I still feel bad because she's such a nice lady. 
She wanted to make sure I was doing okay and that I didn't need anything, which made me cry because postpartum hormones are whack. She's getting a divorce from him. Good for her to be honest. We are planning to meet up and talk shit about him once the virus is over. I have a lawyer and will establish custody and child support legally ASAP. He hasn't bothered to contact me at all, but I don't particularly care. I didn't want to leave anyone hanging, even though it's not a huge update. Thank you to everyone who checked in. It means a lot. I'm all set with everything baby needs. With things being as they are, consider donating to a local diaper of Formula Bank. Save your money for awards on this post too and put it towards that. Help babies and mummers who don't have the resources I do. Then some more responses to questions. In response to a commenter asking how Opie and the wife made contact and she replied, he refused. So she went through his phone to find me. She's a petty badass and I love her. To the many commenters who accused OP of trying to keep the baby from her father. She says, he knows she was born and where to find me. If he wants to be in her life, he's more than welcome. I hope he had decide to. Our door is always open to him. When I say I want legally established custody, I just mean I don't want anything to do with him on his word only. I'm more than happy to give him 50-50. I just want custody to be established legally. Wow. And that guy's wife coming in and saying, you know, I hope she's okay. And is that like they can get together and have a chat about things and stuff like that. What a wonderful human. And I was sort of left wondering, you know, he has two kids with his wife and he has a child with this woman as well. And I'm assuming he's going to continue seeing, you know, the other two kids. But is he just going to not visit this one at all even though the door sounds like it's been left open and she wants 50 50 custody and has given him the rights to see the child she just wants it done legally will he actually do that it's i find it oh i hate it when i hate it when children are involved it's incredibly sad to me but hey let me know your thoughts in this one what advice would you give to opie in this situation let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to another Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss story and our next story comes from the am i the asshole subreddit from vase parfait 5926 who says am i the asshole for not wanting to co-own a house with my husband hello to start this is a throwaway account also long post warning here is the background my female 30 husband male 35 comes from a wealthy family and he works for the family business When we met seven and a half years ago, I was a fresh out of college graduate working a minimum wage job and neck deep in student loans. We got married very fast, eight months after meeting and I'd met his parents all of three times. 
His parents insisted that I sign a prenup and I understand them completely. If my child was in the same situation, I would have made the same decision. This prenup pretty much says that in the event of a divorce, I get nothing. Unless he cheats, then I get alimony. Also, finances, debts, property, and savings are completely separate unless both our names are on the asset. I asked to amend it so that he gets nothing too and they agreed that it was fair. The house we live in is owned by his parents and the car he drives is a company car. We have a joint account for monthly expenses, groceries, utilities, landscaping, etc. that we put in equal amounts. Over these last seven years, I've been able to get a good job, pay off all my loans. Not having to pay for housing is a huge bonus and I saved about 35% for a down payment on the house and a substantial emergency fund. On the other hand, I know that my husband has credit card debt since he is of the mindset, buy it now and pay it off later. He has no asset to his name except for a 401k. No savings at all. Even though my in-laws are great and they consider this house as ours and not theirs, I want something to my name. I want to have a house that is my own to change how I want and to be proud of. Over the years, my husband to even contemplate the idea of buying a house. I started looking and finally found the house of my dreams and suddenly my husband did a 180 and wants to co-own the house with me. His idea is that I put the down payment, pay another 15% and he pays for the other 50%. That way we are equal owners. I do not want to do that. I know my husband and he will not be able to pay his part of the mortgage. Sometimes his share of the monthly expenses is transferred by his parents as well as them always paying off some of his debts. Now, he won't even talk with me. Says if I don't agree to co-owning with him, then he won't move in with me at all. That it shows that I don't trust him. So what are your advices on this whole mess? Now, I'm going to get too much of the legalities of this because I make myself look like an ass (laughs) as usual. But I think you just got to protect yourself in this situation. You know, just like the prenup, they were protecting themselves. So you need to protect yourself as well. And it almost felt like, you know, you've done all the hard work. So now he wants to jump in on all this. You said he comes from a wealthy family. He works for the family business. So it almost sounds like unless something goes horribly wrong, that he's going to be set anyway and will be inheriting quite a lot. So to me, simply protecting yourself in this situation is the correct thing to do. But as always, we do have an update to this story, which says, so a lot happened since I last posted. First, I took some advice from here and tried to communicate why I really wanted the house and why I did not feel comfortable in having his name on the deed, including the fact that he has 600k of debt and he would drive the interest up if he even got approved. He still didn't like it and continued with his ultimatum. Either we own together or I move alone and he stays in his parents' house. Then my realtor told me that I got the house and I went ahead and closed on it. I own my own house. As formerly a homeless person, I don't even know how to explain how good that felt. Then I involved the in-laws. At first, they wanted to smooth things like they usually do by offering to pay off the whole house. And if I insist on paying for my part, I can pay them back. I, of course, declined because that is not what I wanted. They managed to talk him into going with me to get marriage and financial counseling. I aired a lot of my feelings and we reached a resolution. Since I got a 15 years fixed mortgage, he has seven years to pay off at least one third of his debt, get no new debt at all and be 100% responsible for his share of our expenses. No more getting his parents to help him if he's short. If he does that for seven years, then he gets his name added to the house and he pays off the remaining 50%. 
Until then, I am 100% responsible for all expenses related to the upkeep and maintenance of the house. Also, we're moving in as soon as I am done with some minor upgrades to the house. I don't want to get my hopes up. I'm actually almost 100% that he wouldn't be able to stick to it, but I will pray he does. And managed to pull some comments from OP that were replies to various comments, which said, I did talk to a lawyer before signing the prenup. She made sure that it was there to both parties. I talked to another before deciding to buy the house and he assured me that the house and my savings would not be considered common property. I do not want to void the prenup because of the extent of my husband's debt, way over 600K. Jumping in, how'd you, maybe I'm living on some other planet, but how'd you get 600K's worth of debt? Next comment. Everything about him is great except the financial side. He was there for me in some of my lowest moments, is a wonderful partner and a great friend too. Then OP went on talking about the prenup, which said my husband was the one that brought it up. He was very straightforward about the whole thing. He said that he had an obligation to his parents' company, that they did not know me well enough. Like I said, we met three times before he proposed and that they would feel better if we had a prenup. He also said that they will be paying for any lawyer of my choice to go over it with their lawyer and that I was welcome and actually encouraged to put forth any clauses I needed to feel equally protected by said prenup. Then I had a dinner with his mum, and she made sure to tell me she did not disapprove of me or think I was marrying her son just for money. That she would have insisted on a prenup even if he married someone more wealthy than him. That it was simply the done thing. After we got married, I got to know them well, and we had another discussion about the prenup. They explained their position again, and I said again that I understood and appreciated it. Then OP added a comment about what he spent the 600k on. The big question. So, two motorcycles, a lot of sports memorabilia. These were bought by way of personal loans. He buys pretty much everything using credit cards, clothes, shoes, trips, and he has a sports car that he is still paying off. It doesn't get used, just stashed in the garage, so I don't count it as a daily use car. And then let's just have a couple more comments on this one just to round a few things up. So Ava says, sounds like she and the parents-in-law are being pretty reasonable other than them always bailing out the husband and never teaching him any responsibility for his actions. My suspicion is that he won't be in a position where he has achieved financial independence in the next seven years, so I think it's a good compromise. Good for OP for making such a remarkable achievement. Cacti Dai says, I can't even imagine being 600K in debt and just being fine with that. Unless he has student loans, how'd you even spend that much money? And we already know that from the little update we had. And like that comment said, I would absolutely shit myself if I was in that much debt. Imagine having that number over your head all the time. But in this post, it almost sounds like he's so blasé about it. Like, you know, it's just 600K. Maybe it's because, you know, this whole prenup thing and he knows he's gonna get a big inheritance, so it doesn't really matter. And it sounds like the parents are well off the way that they, you know, you can just pick a lawyer of your choice and all this kind of thing. Tipsana says, I can't understand being married to someone who has such different views on debt and finances. Money is a key issue in everyone's life. Romance doesn't change that. Maledict33 says, it's kind of funny that the in-laws want to protect their business and their legacy by making sure it is inherited by and remains the sole property of their irresponsible spendthrift son. At this point, if I were them, I'd be rewriting our will to give it all to the OP. Their kid is going to piss away his inheritance on sports memorabilia and interest payments. And one more from Tompa who says, and quotes, 
I don't want to get my hopes up. I actually am almost 100% that he wouldn't be able to stick to it, but I pray he does so. Then goes on to say, at least she has both her feet on the ground. I hope the financial problems doesn't become an issue that will lead to the divorce route. Even if she doesn't think it's a big deal, finances are for a majority of people a big problem that should be resolved before even marriage is on the table. Now, I'm gonna turn this one to you guys. The whole 600K thing I can't get out of my head at all. And one of the final comments there, you know, about saying the parents are gonna leave all the business and all the money to their son who's already this irresponsible with money. That's bloody worrying, isn't it? Whew. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories, your love, support, and time means the absolute world. And don't forget, at the end of the video, there's a couple of playlists you can click on that will scroll through all the videos for you. There's a playlist for like relationships, and there's one that covers all our videos. Make sure to get involved in that if you want to just chill and relax. <laughs> thank you so much for your love, time, and support, and I will see you in the next one. I hope so anyway. Take care now. Bye-bye. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my day. Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon. Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows. Okay, I know that's a dead. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.